Hello and welcome to episode 6 of series 5 of the Rock and Road podcast. This is Leona Graham and this podcast is all about cars, motorcycles and music. And ahead of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, I speak to a Queen of Rock. Not me, Jack's Chambers of Girls School, a band that have been going so many years that the longest running female rock band of all time. We also talk to her about her new band, Cyteria. We're going to hear from Emma Franklin at MCN, the motorcycle newspaper. I talk about Pistol. I went to the global premiere of a new TV series all about the Sex Pistols. I've got some classic album recommendations and we hear from Dexter. This is the Rock and Road podcast. But first of all, the car I'm trying out this week is a Toyota Igo X. This car is, is small it's compact and all the different adjectives that describe small but it means it's great for city driving we have absolutely loved darting around the streets in this car um, it reminds me of the honda e in that respect because you can just nip in and out of the traffic really quickly of course this one is not electric though this is a full petrol car but this particular model i've got is really sporty looking it's got 18 inch wheels which on a small car look absolutely massive and because of those big wheels i think it holds the road really well and we've just been everywhere in it the petrol's hardly moved because it's a small engine it's hardly used any petrol really really economical and that is what we need at the moment also easy to use now of course with it being a small car is the boot tiny well yes it is but it's deep so where it's not very wide um, between the the boot and the back seats it's deep so you can get quite a lot of shopping to sit low down and stack up your shopping or suitcases like that just having a look at the doors and just opening up the car so the front doors have that lovely sort of heavy front door sound listen to the back doors they're really really light and as a result feel pretend it feels like a toy car but you know you don't need heavy doors do you they're also really small so it's been fine for my kids to get in and out but not too much room for an adult but let's say this was your first car you're 17 i'm just gonna get the back now and um just wanted to take your friends for a night out you can so i'm sat in the back now and you know you can fit in it does it seat five yeah it does the person in the middle has to have a very small bottom <laughs> but uh, the back window is also open they've got a little grab and push system for the back window which is good um this model i've got is really sporty it's got bucket seats in the front which are really comfortable they're absolutely fantastic and it's kind of like a burnt orange color this one really really nice the dashboard i love because it's got a big chunky sporty steering wheel and the way the screen is incorporated into the dashboard it's kind of got this oval structure around it everything flows in an oval way in this car downsides to the radio are there's no physical button for the volume like a, a circular button a knob you've just got to touch up and down which i miss i like to have a physical circular knob for the volume but you can control it from the steering wheel so it's not all bad the air vent grills are circular and as a result you can't sort of stick your phone holder onto it but with modern technology now you shouldn't need to keep putting the phone somewhere you can see it because you should be able to use the car sat nav which is primarily what i use the phone for um, with android auto and apple carplay another thing i love about this 
is the manual handbrake. A lovely big chunky old-fashioned style handbrake. Yes, you can do some handbrake turns and have some fun with this. That's what we used to do when we were growing up. By the time my boys learn to drive, there'll be no cars with that left. Everything will be automatic and everything will be electric. And those little one finger handbrakes, it's all very um, green, but boring. But as I say, it drives brilliantly well. And I'm a big fan of this car. I'll be sad to hand it back, actually. So I'm now with Harley in the car. Harley, what do you think of this little car? I like the um the colour. It's also the like outside of the car that kind of like metal material is also on the inside, which is interesting. Oh yeah, I suppose so. Yes, outside inside. Yeah. And uh, what do you think of the whole dashboard area with the hi-fi? Uh, I like how it's kind of in an like oval shape, and uh, then there's the screen in the middle. And then there's like the um, buttons, like the home button and stuff as well. It's interesting. Interesting indeed, Harley. Dista, what do you think in the back there? Uh, it's comfortable. Uh, there's heated seats. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. Uh, there, there's no button, but you get the heat straight away, so it's always on. Do you know what that is? That is sunshine. <laughs> it's not sunshine. It is. <laughs> because I feel no sun here. Well, there's definitely no heated seats because the model I had is the iGo X exclusive. And the only one that's got heated seats is the limited edition and they're only in the front. So it's definitely feeling the sunshine there. Now let's look at some of the technical specs. It's a one litre dual VVT-I configuration, three cylinder inline valve mechanism, 12 valve chain drive if that means anything to you. But in other words, it's got quite a small engine. When you went uphill, you could hear lots and lots of revving, but actually not really moving anywhere. It was really weird. Um, but as I said, this is what you get if you want to have a more economical car. The load capacity, if you fold down those rear seats, is actually really decent. It's 829 litres if you fold down the back seats and there's slightly less if you go with the JBL audio option because that takes up some space. The model I drove was the iGo X exclusive automatic and that one was priced at £18,825. But if you wanted to get a more basic model, they start at £14,500. Have a look at the photographs of this Toyota iGo X exclusive on the Rock and Road Pod socials at Rock and Road Pod. Now, this week's guest. Please welcome Jax Chambers. Hi, Jax, how are you? Hi, I'm really good, thank you very much, Leona. How are you? Yes, very well, thanks. Uh, we're going to talk about your band, Cyteria. Uh, but before we come on to that, everybody also knows that uh, you are in one of the longest running, in fact, the longest running all-female yeah. rock band, still active after more than 40 years, Girls' School. That's right, yeah. So 45 when did... 45 years next year is the band. Is wow. <laughs> 45 years. When did you join and how did that come about? Well, I'm the new girl. I've only been in 23 years now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I guess I met um, Girls' School around 94, 95 it was, so quite a long time ago. Yeah. And I was hanging out with Kim. We were doing like a little side project, funnily enough. I put an advert in Melody Maker back in the day. I know she contacted me. We just got on like house on fire. And we were doing a little side project, writing songs at my house when I was 
living in London when we were both living in London. Yeah. And of course, she kept saying because uh, Kelly wanted to leave at that point in '95, and she kept saying, "Oh, you should, you should play guitar, you should play guitar." I was like, "I've never played a lead solo in my life," you know. I was like yeah. in punk punk bands and things like that, <laughs> other rock bands. So yeah, um, so basically, I just started learning how to play and. Um, 1999, they wore me down. I started to learn how to play lead guitar and, and finally just joined in 1999. It's quite late, relatively late, really, to pick up an instrument like that. I mean, a lot of people yeah. learn it from childhood. So to go from that to being lead guitarist is quite impressive. It was, it was a lot of work, I must admit. I mean, in 95, um, Kim was playing in a, a covers band as well as girls' school, just as a side thing. And she'd asked me to join the covers band. And I said, nah, I'm not doing that. But then I went and joined one in 97 just to up my playing, to get it really up on the rhythm side of it and the riff side of it. Yeah. And then, and then about 99, I, I thought, oh, so I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn how to play lead guitar. So I just went away and practiced until my fingers bled. <laughs> <laughs> and they literally did for a couple of times, I must admit, they did. A bit of determination obviously paid off. Yeah, I thought it'd be fun. I didn't really, I never really thought it'd, it'd, it'd come to anything, you see, because they were quite... They were not doing a lot then. They were still doing albums and they were still doing some gigs, but it wasn't like, you know, it were like major tours or anything. And the, the first gig they wanted me to do in 99 was uh, Wacken, you know, Wacken in Germany, which is one of the biggest ones you can do. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I said, uh, no. No, thank <laughs> said, you. Let, let Kelly do that as her last one and I'll, I'll, um, I'll do it as next one as my first one. <laughs> and so your first one was back in England in the year 2000? It was indeed, yeah. They got um, uh, Enid Williams back in at that time. So then uh, we decided to do some gigs later on that year. So we did, yeah, first gig. And then you went from that to actually writing a lot of the songs. Well, I'd, I, that's the thing. I was always a songwriter. That's more of what I was, actually, before mm -hmm. I joined the band. I was always, like, at a little home studio, as most people do. So I was more interested in actually writing than I was playing. I only became a um, guitarist by default, really. I was just writing songs at home, and I needed a guitar to write on. And then I couldn't do both at the same time. I couldn't sing and play guitar, because I'd only been playing a few weeks. So I got a friend of mine to sing, to see if a song worked. Mm. And then we ended up forming a band. <laughs> and the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> so what was that band? Oh, that was a, a punk band called The Parasites. <laughs> wow. So yeah, quite an interesting, uh, interesting career there. And you also yeah. in Blitzkrieg for a while. Blitzkrieg, yeah. That was the, the punk version of Blitzkrieg. which were, They were going at the same time as the metal version. Uh, started the both, both started in 1980, I think. But um, I, I was playing at... Um, uh, a night down in London, uh, there were Vice, me, Vice Squad, Becky and Paul, and me and Denise from Girls School and Tracy. We were doing like a, co a collaboration for a fund, a fundraiser. Yeah. And that's uh, Blitzkrieg happened to be there, and they just said to me, "Oh, you're really lively on stage. You want to come and do a few gigs with us?" <laughs> oh, actually, no. They asked me to do a lead guitar solo on a song in a studio. I went down there, played one song, and ended up playing on the whole album, all the guitars. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So, so that worked out really well for you. And it uh, was fun, yeah. Obviously, girls' school has been going continuously all through that time, even during yeah. all your side projects. And you've yeah. got another project at the moment. Tell us about your band, Citeria. Well, Citeria, I put together, like I said, I was in another band, Blitzkrieg. I just like doing a lot of gigs, whereas the others have been together 45 years, Denise and Kim. So they weren't as keen on touring as I am. <laughs> so yeah. I could spend I could spend all my life on tour and gigging. And so they said, well, just, you know, do something else as well, like you did with Blitzkrieg. So I thought, OK, I'll put my own band together in Yorkshire, where I live, mm. so that I can just do, like, weekends when girls go out gigging. 
and um, all the songs I'd written but hadn't been used for girls' school. I thought, well, I've got so many songs, I could just write two albums worth here just right now. Mm. So I found people in Sheffield. I found Julia in Sheffield through a mutual friend. Then we found Kira in Harrogate. So that was basically, again, Yorkshire. Um, we, we struggled to get a drummer. Um, but in the end, we uh, I had Pablo, who's Julia's brother. Um, he was from Argentina, as, from, as Argentina. And he would come over to see his sister and he ended up playing with us just to help us out and ended up joining because <laughs> <laughs> he's su- just such a good drummer and such a lovely bloke. So it's a female-fronted band, but uh, a male drummer. So almost yeah. all female. Yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good fun, actually, because it's um, with the male, we've got a male vocal because we do a lot of harmonies in, in Citeria. I wanted to do something different. There's no point in putting a band together that is the same as girls' school. That would just be a waste of time, really. You know, why, why put two of the same... So I just wanted to do something slightly different. And the, the song's sort of still, you know, sort of that rocky sound, but there's a little bit of punk in there. There's four-part harmonies in there. And with having um, a guy on drums, the, the harmonies sound great because we've got a little bit of bottom end in there as well. Yes, you've got a nice balance going on there. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you're, just, uh, talking, you've just announced a new single, uh, mm-hmm. which is a double-sided song. Uh, can yeah. you tell us about those ones? It's a bit weird now saying double A side, isn't it? Because nothing yeah, is physical anymore. But we we um we wanted to put out Pause for Peace, which is like a, a song I'd written uh, well, a year or so ago. But it's um actually called Silent Minute. It's about you remember in the World War Two when Churchill was approached by um, Tudor Pole, Wilms and Tudor Pole, mm-hmm. to ask ask the nation to literally stand in a minute of silence every night at nine o'clock for the World War to end. It was like contemplation, meditation, prayer, whatever was your fancy. Just stand still and put a good vibration into the atmosphere. And I'm really into meditation, so that song appealed to me just to put that out so people can hear it. And right now, Pause for Peace is so apt, isn't it? I hear it really that term. Is, yeah. Yeah. I hear it all the time. It's just it's coincidence that it's out right now. But And Hit Me is just a bit of fun. It's a nice sort of up-tempo fun song really so um over the years you've recorded various singles with uh, guest appearances from some rock legends have you got mm-hmm. any great memories of anyone in particular like lemmy or ronnie dame's oh, yeah. dio or oh they're all such brilliant memories all of those i mean the legacy album when we did that it was what a blast we had there i mean one night um we, we wanted lemmy on it obviously so i sent him a text lemmy will you you know do a, yeah. something on the single and he he, he came back with um jacks what do you want bass vocal harmonica or triangle and i was like whoa triangle absolutely triangle <laughs> and it just it was just kind of became a standard joke so me and kim rang him up one night because he was obviously in hollywood so it was a we saw two o'clock in the morning we were ringing him up and we were so drunk at the time <laughs> and it was saying right this is the song and we're singing this song down the the, the phone which we'd not really written i'd written the music but we needed lyrics and everything. So we had this idea, da, 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 and we're just doing that. Don't talk to me. And all we had was, don't talk to me. <laughs> and of course, the next day, my friend took him to the studio to do some recording. And she says, we are, all we had was this, uh, this dictaphone message. <laughs> have you a lot going, blah, blah. <laughs> So we had to sit there in the studio and write some lyrics to it. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a bit of a challenge. But and he did put the triangle on. He did put the triangle. So right at the very end of Legacy, right at the very end of Don't Talk To Me, you can hear the triangle. That's Lemmy. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what are your memories of Ronnie James Dio? Well, oh, he's a lovely guy. Um, that song... Um, I Spy 
I'd written the music when it was when the time uh, Kelly was uh, basically she was dying so we were all in a little bit of a dark place and when I wrote the song it just sounded like Black Sabbath the music I'm talking about yeah and it just sounded, and I actually called it Sabbath so I gave it to Kim and Enid just to put some lyrics on ready for the uh, the album mm-hmm. and they came up with uh, the lyrics to I Spy and they both said straight away it sounds like Black Sabbath so when we got in the studio, we thought, well, you know, it's all it's all people uh, contributing things for the album. Let's ask, let's ask Dio. Let's see if he wants to do anything. So we sent him the song, and he loved it. He absolutely loved it. So we sent us a vocal back. Uh, well, we'd already recorded it ourselves, but we we sent him our version of it, and he he did the same thing, but just his voice, and it sounded amazing. We were um, like, oh my god, this is so Black Sabbath. Yeah. So then we thought, sod this, let's ask Tony Iommi if he wants to put a lead guitar solo on it, because I'd oh. already caught, I'd recorded all the guitars already. They were all done, finished. But we thought, I know, we'll copy and paste eight more bars because we can't ask Tony Iommi to do like two two lines of solo. <laughs> we need more music. <laughs> so we're copying and pasting like eight more bars. Tony, do you fancy playing guitar on this? So he put a solo in the middle of it all for us, which is brilliant. <laughs> That's the best use of copy and paste I've ever heard. I love that. Abs- absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> better, than the, better than the old days when you had to have little bits of tape and you had to cut them with razor blades. Oh, yeah. Painstaking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so some great stories there. Now, when can we see Citeria live? We've got uh, the Rock and Bike Festival in Yorkshire and we've got the Drunken Monkey Festival as well, which is coming up soon, August. Both in August. Yeah, they look fantastic. Um, so yeah, that's they're both the going to be good gigs. 6th of August at the Drunken Monkey Festival, 12th of August, the Yorkshire Rock and Bike Festival. Are you into bikes at all? I do love bikes, yeah. I used to have a little Suzuki 125 when I was younger, and I've always known people around bikes, so yeah, I do like it. I don't have one, but I think I'd give my mum a heart attack if I did get one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jax, what, is, what do you think is the greatest decade? 80s without a doubt absolutely the 80s i love the 80s no hesitation there can you tell None us why <laughs> well it was just it was so diverse wasn't it you had so many different music you watched the top of the pops in 1980s and you got things like uh joe dolce shut up your face then you've got iron maiden and <laughs> mo red and girls school all on the same top of the pops and then you've got things like leo sayer and th- things like that there was just so much going on disco punk rock it was just so many different kinds of music and the clothes were funny <laughs> but we all had a laugh with it you know we all had good times and when we talk about music ever with anybody even young people they always say oh the 80s you had such great music back then i think you're right about the variety what do you think yeah. about the charts now what what's is is a bit samey isn't it it's very samey yeah i mean there's nobody really floats my boat right now in the charts, to be fair. I don't think I've rushed out and bought an album in a very long time. Why do you think it's Samey? Do you think it's the internet? Do you think it's, um, you know, the fact that everybody has access on their phones to the same thing? There is no sort of... It could be, yeah. It could be that people are writing at home and they've just not uh, got the production skills that they had in the 80s. I mean, you're looking at, like, your Trevor Horns and, you know, Bob Rocks and all these people who really did massive productions. Mutt Lang, all those guys. They were just brilliant productions as well as great music. And I think everything just sounds so samey now because everybody's on Logic or Cubase and they've just got the same effects and they're, they're just doing the singer-songwriter thing. There's no real imagination or real, I don't know, there's nothing new anymore, is it? It's all just regurgitated stuff. Yeah, I think technology fodder. has almost um, held us back. 
Yeah, it's better before sense. the technology. I mean, I look mm. at some old albums and that, and I'll look up how yeah. that song was made, and it will say, yeah. you know, we, we stood outside with a microphone and we created this sound, and you know, exactly, everything was very yeah. organic and made yeah. from scratch. It's all samples now, isn't it? Yes. And we stood there with dustbin lids and dropping knives and forks on the floor, <laughs> <laughs> banging rubber tubes and metal tubes with rubber things. It's just lots of different ideas. It was just ideas, whereas now it's just like you just get a sample from something that somebody's created already. Yes, I think the internet's to blame for everything. Absolutely um. <laughs> everything. Um, all right then. Yeah. Well, Jack's Chambers of Girls' School and Citeria, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Leona, thank you. Earlier this week, I went to Pistol, which is the premiere of a new TV series, a mini-series directed by Danny Boyle, all about the Sex Pistols. And Danny Boyle's done some brilliant films, Train Spotting, Slumdog Millionaire, absolutely loads of films. And uh, this is a kind of drama about how the Sex Pistols got started. I've only seen the first two episodes so far, and it comes to TVs from the end of May and into June and you'll find it at Disney+. Plus. Now, Johnny Rotten refused to be involved in this, so he has been quite angry about it. But then, if he wasn't angry about it, then it wouldn't be the Sex Pistols because the whole music came out of anger, as you'll see from those first two episodes. Um, but I was never really into punk. I was much more into rock. So I found it really interesting and educational. After I finished the whole eight episodes, I will then go and read on Wikipedia or somewhere all about the Sex Pistols and compare the program to the actual facts because I always like to do that. I like to see how much are they dramatised, how much of it is real. But the first two episodes were brilliant. So look out for that. It starts on the 31st of May on Disney Plus and it's called Pistol. Now, of course, the Jubilee coming up and some albums I want you to listen to this week. Queen. Now, we're going to be playing lots of Queen over the Jubilee for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. And that's what we do as DJs. We make tenuous links between events and music. Uh, but I've picked out a Queen album I think you should listen to. It's called Jazz. This came out in 1978 and it features some big hits like Fat Bottom Girls that you will know and Don't Stop Me Now. Bicycle Race as well. But really, I want you to listen to albums for the album tracks that you don't know or might not know. And the first track is called Mustafa. And this has got a really, really sort of Arabic sound to it. And it starts off quite quiet, but then all of a sudden it just kicks in out of nowhere. It's brilliant. Another track I can recommend is called Let Me Entertain You, way before Robbie Williams used that title, was the Queen song, Let Me Entertain You, which is fantastic. Dead on time, absolutely rocks. And including the last track as well, more of that jazz, which is really groovy. Have a listen to it, Queen and Jazz. Now, obviously, we are celebrating women as well on the Queen's Jubilee Days. We're doing that on Absolute Radio and Absolute 80s and Absolute Classic Rock. I'm doing a Queen's of Rock Day and a Queen's of 80s Day. But if you want to combine 80s and rock and women, then I would recommend Vixen and this album, Full Throttle, which is a best of Vixen. Best song on this is Edge of a Broken Heart, but the whole thing is fantastic. It's Vixen Full Throttle. That's my homework for you over the Jubilee Bank Holiday weekend. Now, the other thing that happened this week was uh, we had a DJ meeting. The Absolute Radio DJs got together. Not all of us, but a large chunk of us. And one of them was Sophie Kay, who I met for the first time. She joined Absolute Classic Rock and Absolute Radio during, I think, the first lockdown. 
And as a result of that, we've never actually met in person. We've had Zoom conversations. So meeting her in real life, it felt completely natural because obviously we've chatted on uh, on Zoom and stuff. But uh, there's nothing quite like seeing someone in person. So that was fantastic. Have you had that experience? Have you started to meet people for the first time um, due to all of the various different restrictions we've had placed on us over the last few years? Is life fully back to normal now for you? What have you been up to? Let me know. Message me on the Rock and Road Pod socials. Now, you may know that on the weekends, I'm on a New Zealand radio station called The Sound, and they are giving away tickets to come to London from New Zealand and see the Eagles, the Rolling Stones and Elton John across three different nights at Hyde Park. It's called The Big O.E. And if you are living in New Zealand, I happen to be listening to this podcast, all the details of how to enter the competition are on thesound.co.nz. Meanwhile, talking of the Eagles, they've added some more people to the lineup for their day at Hyde Park. Singer-songwriter Cam joins breakout star Morgan Wade, newcomer Patrick Droney and London group The Wandering Hearts. They'll be on stage that day as well. The MCN Minute. Please welcome to the podcast Emma Franklin, Deputy Editor of MCN Motorcycle News, The Weekly Paper. Hi Emma, how are you? I'm really well, Leona. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Got any plans for the long Jubilee weekend? Oh, well, my little boy's really, really excited about it. So I think we're going to put some bunting up and then we're going to go and find a street party and go and fill our faces with some Jubilee pudding or whatever it is. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds perfect. Now, um, obviously, the paper's going to come out next Wednesday, just ahead of the Jubilee. But the main focus is the TT. Yeah, so the TT gets underway for the first time in three years because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah, So that starts on Sunday with, and then we've got a week of practice before the first race kicks off on uh, Saturday, June the 4th with the Superbike race. So yeah, it's very, very, very exciting time. Um, And obviously it'll see uh, John McGuinness rejoin the factory Honda squad and he'll be making his 100th TT start next next Saturday. So it's incredible, isn't it? it? is incredible he is such an incredible incredible rider around yeah. there um so yeah we're all we're all seeing what john can do it'd be amazing if he can get on the podium or something in his hundredth start but yeah yeah brilliant so exciting okay. so lots about the tt and also you mentioned honda there so the fireblade it's its 30th anniversary of course and you're doing something on that Oh yeah, so you've probably seen the 30th anniversary mm-hmm. Fireblade that Honda sort of um, were touting around the shows back in the winter. Well our uh, senior road tester Michael Neves has been lucky enough to get a ride on it um, around Donington Park. So Ooh. as well as having a nice um, sort of like paint job that's quite sort of, it, it harks back to the original Fireblade, that sort of purple, white and um, pink colour scheme. Yeah. Um, they've done a few more tweaks to the electronics so it's got more sophisticated traction control. They've also geared it so it's got a little bit more sort of um, acceleration and they've done some sort of tweaks to the airbox as well to give it a little bit more sort of grunt in the engine but yeah it's still one hell of a motorcycle yeah it looks amazing okay so the next edition is out on wednesday the first of june that's correct yeah and then of course we'll be celebrating the jubilee we'll have a wonderful uh, jubilee emma and thank you for joining me no problem you too <laughs> Okay, quick word from Dexter on the podcast this week. Hi, Dexter, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, and uh, what have you been up to? I've been up to do a tennis tournament on Thursday. So it was very difficult to win because these were like older children than us. But we did come third and second in the tournament. You got a medal? Yes. 
Well done. I got a bronze for doing the last bit because I was in the B team and the other team was the A team. The A team got silvers and uh, and bronze and silver make gold, so we kind of all won because that makes gold. <laughs> oh, always looking on the bright side, aren't you, Dexter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so what else has been happening? So we went to a pub, but on the way we went to Hamley's. That is one of the most biggest and most expensive toy shop. And I forced my mum to get me Pokemon cards, and I got my wish. <laughs> then we went to Lily's here, and then uh, we did the raffle, and I chose out Sarah Champion. And you tried to trick Richie Firth with your card tricks. And I did. Did you succeed? Yes, I succeed. He did look very confused. Have a look at the photograph of Richie's face on my Instagram. Thank you for listening to the Rock and Road podcast. Please like, rate and review wherever you're listening to the podcast. And also, if you want to see some photographs of the car and other things to do with this week's episode, have a look at the socials on Facebook, Twitter and on Instagram at Rock and Road Pod. Oh, and TikTok as well. Although that's one of those formats I always forget to use. But I will try and do some TikToks. Thank you for listening. A new episode on the way soon. And if you have any questions for me, any recommendations, cars, bikes you want me to talk about or any bands, you want me to speak to let me know this is the rock and road podcast